Welcome to the Situation Report for April 5th. This is Lieutenant Colonel Murray. The Trump saga continues, the conjecture continues, and it's dominated the news cycle for the last 48 hours. They're going to stretch it out, and then next week and probably beyond. They always need some big story to distract you away from what they're really doing. The The meme case, the TikTok bill, which the more you hear about it, the more awful the bill is. There's a variety of, let's just say, malfeasance going on. The The thing to keep in mind is that in order for them to usher in the uh, this quote-unquote digital currency, a lot of things have to fall into place all at once, right? Complex organization, I talked about this before. Any complex plan with a complex uh, set of organizing pieces only takes one piece to disrupt the whole thing so i heard a couple of different places today that this fed now thing is going to be delayed because the the folks are working on it a lot of people have walked off the job a lot of people have left there's a lot of technical issues with it that haven't been sorted out at the same time you have full court press for the cultural pieces of this too so one of the things that I wanted to talk through today was they need to disarm the public. They're not going to do that through legislation. So they've, 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 again, like anything else the elite do, they do it through a multi-pronged approach. So they need to go after not just the individuals with the firearms, but they need to go after the FFLs, the ammunition makers, the metal makers. So there's... There's a, a a multitude of concurrent activities all going on at the same time. So you have the IRS that's going to be leveraged to go after FFLs. And the way they do it is they do it through audits. So they'll audit gun, gun manufacturers. They'll audit gun distributors. They'll audit firearm sales and retail outlets. And at the same time that's going on, they'll start to assess penalties. So remember, the IRS has got its, a whole separate legal system outside of the federal government that doesn't report to the federal government. It's, it's like the Consumer Finance Protection Agency, the CFPA. So the Consumer Finance Protection Agency operates completely outside the government with no oversight. The only thing the president can pick is the head of it. And when Trump came into office, he picks a new somebody new for the CFPA. And that entire agency is set up to go after businesses, to leverage businesses, to do their bidding politically, as well as adopt a lot of these social programs. The IRS, on the other hand, the IRS is set up to collect taxes basically at any cost. They're the Gestapo that the elite use to go after. And Obama did this. Between 2008 and 2016, he literally weaponized the IRS to go after businesses. And at that time, they were going after conservative 503Cs and 503As that were nonprofits and Christian organizations. And they're doing the same thing now, as well as going after all the components of the gun industry. And they're, you know, they can come in and assess you penalties. Like I got a penalty in the mail not even a week ago for $3,600 bite in the ass because I filed my my business taxes late last year. And 
they can assess you penalties from doing an audit. They come in, they and they they have a zero tolerance policy now for anybody. So I was assessed a seven thousand dollar tax um, liability the year prior in twenty one because I missed a I missed a, a W two and there was like twenty or thirty thousand dollars worth of income. So they they hit me for almost a third of it, and then penalties on top of it. They will do the same thing to in, in, all these different pieces of the gun industry. They'll assess penalties. They'll go after them, audit the books. They'll find things that are probably not against the law and penalize them for it. And it's not just the actual year that they're auditing you for. They'll go back and they'll audit you for previous years and they'll assess you penalties for previous years. The whole point of the exercise is to drive you out of business. If they drive gun manufacturers out of business, if they drive ammunition makers out of business, and guess what? There's no supply chain for guns. And what you have on hand is what you have. So there's more than one way to skin the cat. And at the same time, all of that's going on with the IRS. They've got DHS going in and doing audits and spot checks. And they fly in agents from different parts of the country, specifically blue. They fly them in and drop in on some of the biggest gun retailers and climb through the books. That's how it. That's how all of it comes together. And they're doing it right now as we speak. Now, they haven't shut down any of the major gun producers, but Washington State's getting ready to produce, they're getting ready to sign legislation for an assault rifle ban, which is just a semi-automatic rifle. But they call it the assault rifle ban because it sounds more, they're doing, they're doing more community action. They're getting rid of assault rifles. Bullshit. They're trying to disarm the state of Washington. But how that affects the gun dealers and the specifically a company like Aero Precision that makes the parts, components, and complete rifles, guess what? They have to move out of state. Or they have to they have to shut down operations. Now, which one is going to be, I don't know, but they're a good brand. And this is yet another way through legislation, through taxation, and through through uh, DHS rule enforcement, guess what? They can shut down anybody. And that's the plan. That's the quiet plan behind the overall plan. And that's the thing that most people aren't paying attention to. It's like guys like Mike Adams that he talks, if you listen to him talk, he's like, yeah, I paid off my house. I paid off my land. I've got extra cash. I've got all these other things. Well, guess what? The IRS can seize your property for unpaid taxes. They can assess unpaid taxes against you, and it will take you years to fight that and ever potentially recover your property. In the meantime, they auction everything off, and by the time you get through with your court cases 10 years later, then guess what? You don't have any land, you don't have any possessions, you'll never get them back because they were auctioned off. That's that's how they're going to take people's land. The 87,000 IRS agents that they're hiring, it's not for enforcement. It's to go into small businesses and drive small businesses out of the market through taxation. They will tax you and take away your property through seizure, through taxation, or through penalties. They will find a way, a reason to for you to forfeit your lane of property. And they can walk in the door and stick a sticker on the door, and you have to walk out with nothing. Everything in your house. The, the rules do not apply to them. It's a completely separate legal system. 
The good news is I don't think they have the horsepower right now to go through and do what they want to do, but they're they're banking on this happening in 24 and 25 after they consolidate power. And I don't think it's going to work out for them. Just like I, I don't think this Fed now thing is going to work out because they're experiencing technical delays. I, I imagine this is going to happen throughout their plan. There's going to be a, a, an assortment of things that, that derail their plans and delay their plans. As long as that's happening, there's hope. And and the reason why I say that is the penalty they assessed me for last year should have been triggered the moment I filed my tax return for my business. But it took them until this month, April, to send me uh to send me the penalty. So look, when you when you step away from the fear porn and you look at it objectively, there's a lot of obstacles to them being successful at this, but it doesn't mean they're not going to try and it doesn't mean they're not going to to shut down part of the gun industry. The point is, is that the information flow has to continue, which brings me to the TikTok bill. The TikTok bill is dangerous because they want to, they're going to throw everything in there. And if, if McCarthy is really leveraged, we're about to see if he's really leveraged or not. Because if this passes any part of the house, guess what? Every single one of them that votes yes on this, it takes away your right to information. And there's people on the left, the right, and in the center that are angry about this bill. But this should tell you that the entire system has been, they, they feel like they've consolidated power to where they can push this through. And this is Patriot 2.0. Only this is Patriot 2.0 where they can arrest you for political crimes. That's the danger of this bill. It's not the fact that they're going after technology. The fact that they're using political crimes now and putting them into bills because they feel emboldened that they can get this through. There's no part of this equation that works out well for the American people if this is voted in. There's no deal-making around this bill that's going to be good for the American people, period. And the fact that there's a Republican in the House that's actually working on this, guy should be knelt down and shot. But... What can I say? The puppets that are in in D.C., every single one of them are compromised. Now, the other interesting thing is that there's a video circulating of Taylor Green, Marjorie Taylor Green, interview with CBS at 60 Minutes. And she basically, well, she did come out and say, all these people on the left are pedophiles because they're grooming children. That's a form of pedophilia, and you can see the uh, you can see the host backpedaling and trying to make uh, the uh, <laughs> they're just backpedaling to try and cover their tracks because it's true they're all fucking pedophiles everybody knows it so you're gonna see that rhetoric step up more and then I saw a video today of Cindy McCain talking about how everybody knew that Epstein was in the business of trafficking children. But they didn't do anything because they were all scared of him. Let me fill in the blanks. Everybody in D.C. was compromised by Epstein, so nobody was going to go against him because it would burn down the entire city. And what should have happened when they arrested Epstein the first time was it should have burned down Washington, D.C. The problem is, just like the system that we work under, there's checks and balances for the politicians. There's checks and balances for the system, although not as adequate as they should be, but there are checks and balances. But there's no checks and balances for lawyers. 
for law firms and for oligarchs. There's the only checks and balances is that somebody upholds the law. And we've seen time and time again that the rich are basically exonerated from any kind of responsibility, at least in our legal system. The only way that somebody like Epstein would have been brought to justice is if there was a concerted effort by the FBI to go after him and to pull the evidence and then bring bring those that were affiliated with it to justice. They were too compromised by that time. Because remember, Epstein's first arrest was in 2011. So they weren't going to do anything because the, the FBI was compromised by this point, just like DOJ was compromised by this point. Remember who was in charge? Eric Holder was in charge. And they were dealing with Fast and Furious and all the other things that they were doing with the cartels and moving weapons into Mexico. This whole cartel situation, this affiliation with China, this under underwriting by China was all facilitated by the by the Obama administration. The situation with the the BRICS countries and countries leaving the US and use, leaving the US dollar facilitated by Hillary Clinton at state. And then yesterday I heard something that I've been saying I and I and I stand by this. Hillary Clinton is in the background of the Trump situation orchestrating part of that. Remember the Clintons are lawyers. They they know the law. They know how to go around the law. They know how to protect themselves and they've had you know this Clinton body count hashtag there's a reason why it has so much popularity because everybody in their orbit that strays from their control measures gets killed. And I told you that she's a petty, evil person. I, I was not kidding. Between her and Obama, I don't know who's worse. I think Barry's Barry's way he's he's probably farther down on the petty scale than than Hillary is, but not by much. And she's in the background orchestrating this. So you can see that today with them in the background orchestrating, imagine what it was like when they were in power. And I can tell you that when General Ham wanted to send troops into Benghazi and like the very next day they sent out after the, uh, the, the, the whole attack, they literally Clinton sent somebody from state out to general Ham's headquarters at AFRICOM and wanted to quote unquote debrief him, which means they wanted to manage the story and manage the situation the whole Benghazi attack was facilitated by Clinton's release of information to the other side, as well as her orchestrating that situation for whatever reason. Regardless of what it is, regardless of what the motivation was, every stinky pile of fresh dog shit that has criminality, fraud, or some kind of pettiness attached to it, assume the Clintons are involved because their name's usually attached to it. The Trump situation is no different. So you're going to see this dominate the news cycle. And I watched a video today of Dr. Robert Malone talking about fifth generation warfare and some of the tactics that they use. Now, I've talked through this several times. And normally when I talk through this, I don't use the I don't use the specific um, mental health studies, as well as some of the other theory, because most people don't remember it. I use layman's terms when I talk around it. 
most of what he talks about in the video is it's taught at the psychological operation schools, you know, and it's the CIA teaches it as well as um, other parts of the government teach that psychological warfare as part of their curriculum. And his contention is, is that they're using it against the American public. They are. But remember, this a lot of what we're seeing in our in our government right now, a lot of what we're seeing across the planet has Chinese psychological operations, MI6, MI5, CIA. There's a lot of different people that are doing operations across the planet. He was trying to say it's the US military. I don't I don't agree with that. And I don't agree with that for a lot of reasons. One, this is a Herculean effort to do this. And this is planetary. This is not just in the U.S. So it takes a, it takes an incredible amount of logistics, and there's just not enough people in the in the armed forces to do it. And let's face it, with the armed forces and the situation there, and they're committed in a in a potential conflict with Russia, part of those assets are going to be shifted overseas. And PSYOP teams are not that big to begin with. Their mission is different in the tactical situation versus the strategic. This is all nation-state stuff. This is stuff that's being perpetrated by the intelligence agencies and by China. So the entire fifth-generation warfare is, is information, and it's influencing, winning the hearts and minds, and it's not kinetic. At some point, it will go kinetic because we've, we've, crossed, the, we've crossed the precipice now. We've, we've, we're past the culmination point where we could have resolved this legally and we could have turned things around. And when I just look at Arizona and the fact that this state is lost, you, you have a Republican majority in the state house and the state Senate, but just like with Doug Ducey, everything that they push across the finish line and they they want to vote into law is going to be vetoed by Hobbs, just like it was, just like Ducey did. Ducey vetoed anything that was unfavorable to the cartels or to, you know, consolidating power for the left and taking over the state. And that goes all the way back to six years ago. This has been going on for six years. It's been a concerted effort to turn the state blue. And it's for no other reason than to give the cartels more power here. Remember back when, Obama was in office and they were doing Fast and Furious. That's when all these cartel ties really started. But it's been here in Arizona for 20 years. It's just now they've paid off enough people and they're paying off enough people to influence politics now in a way that's more overt than it was before. And then you have China that's also involved underwriting a lot of this. So you don't know how much of this is threats to the, the folks in office you don't know how much of this is people in the take. It's probably a fair amount of both. But the point is, we've passed the, preface, the pre precipice. And the culmination point's long behind us now. This only ends one way. There is no way to get around this. There's no way to go, to go about it differently. It only ends one way. And it's because so many parts of the system are corrupted to the point where it's overt now. Like Katie Hobbs has no business being in office. She just established a teacher retention board that basically she's selling as we're, we're going to work diligently to retain our teachers because they're leaving in droves. No, that is a, that is cover for their establishing a political officer branch of the 
education system and the state education system so that they can push anybody with a moral compass and Christian values out of the school system entirely so they can perpetuate the indoctrination of children and the sexualization of children in the public school system in Arizona. That's exactly what that's all about. It has nothing to do with retaining talent. You only need five people to retain talent and a bucket of money, and you can retain talent. But the the fact that she's overtly satanic, overtly evil, should tell you everything you need to know. Just like they were, they're worried about election reform and election integrity. No, that's a fancy buzzword for institutionalizing the cheating so that nobody can ever take power away from them, which means it only ends one way, them swinging from a rope when we take back the reins of power. And the question is, can we overcome enough of the dissent and the infighting on the conservative side of the House to be able to take back the state? Because that's really where the rubber meets the road. And the reason why all these psychological operations are going on, especially in the truth movement, the interdiction operations, is for one reason, one reason only. So we don't unify. They're deathly afraid of us unifying across the spectrum, not just on the conservative side of the house. Because then when they realize, and when people realize that this is being perpetrated against the left and the right, it's not just conservatives or Christians, then they will unite. And they do not want the the elite do not want that to happen under any circumstances because the moment it does, game over. They can handle a couple thousand people, but they can't handle eight million people marching on their headquarters. And trust me, that won't go well. Because people are angry. And that's the other part of it. Because they have control of the media, they've convinced a lot of people that they have ultimate power. None of that is true. None of it. And you're seeing that in the record number of people that are homeschooling. You're seeing that in the record number of people that are moving to alternative media. You're seeing that across the spectrum as people are starting to move away from the standard control grid. They're even moving away from legacy social media. I mean, Facebook is a ghost town. It's basically old people now. And most of the younger generations have moved off of it. Now, YouTube and Instagram still have still have a lot of reach, but even their reach is starting to wane. But there's still a lot of people that don't know what Rumble and some of the alternative media is. But on the conservative side of the house, millions of people have moved over. That's only going to continue. And I think we're going to see even more disclosures, probably with involving children, in the next several months. Because the... The reality of how we take back the the levers of power, it's not going to be from people storming the gates and kinetic operations. It's going to be from people uniting under the banner and understanding that they know exactly what's been going on to the point where they know exactly what these people have been doing in the background and for how long. And I think that disclosure is coming for a variety of reasons. I think that's coming. The fact that Cindy McCain is talking about Epstein. Now that's very interesting because everybody knew that Epstein was part of it. Right. So, so let's talk about, 
Well, the last thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about there's a story going around right now that they're positioning Prince William to be the Antichrist. And I don't know how much truth there is to that. I don't I don't know what that all looks like. But look, you can make the case that Musk is that guy. You can make the case that Bill Gates is that guy. You can make the case that that Prince William's that guy. It really doesn't that doesn't really meet muster. But it's it's just like the story. There's several stories going around. Like there was a story that Jack Posobiec posted today. It was an audio file, supposedly of the DA in New York, talking about celebrating after the 34 counts of uh, bullshit was levied on Trump. I don't even think it's real. I think it's just a. I think it's just a meme. Those kind of things are going to pop up all the time. It's it's basically distraction operations is really what it is. They're trying to get you to look in a different direction. The thing that people need to pay attention to right now is the fact that they're moving hundreds, if not thousands, of Chinese military-age males across the border. You only do that when you're getting getting ready for kinetic operations in the imminent future. And I don't think we're too far away. I think we're maybe one or two months away from kinetic operations starting here in the U.S. And I want you to think about this for a second. They have The Chinese have purchased vast amounts of land next to our military bases. It would not take much to move people across the border, catch and release, and then move them further on in the country with other Chinese nationals to these staging areas, or what we call the military assembly areas, and then arming them and preparing them for some kind of kinetic operations against our bases. They have had plenty of time to infiltrate and move weapons, equipment, as well as vehicles and stage all of these things prior to this event. And you only move in military for and We're talking about the equivalent of brigades of soldiers moving into this country right now. Now, I don't think this is an invasion force. I think this is a disruption force, but you never know. The, the, I would have never thought that there was this many Chinese nationals being crossed. So they're being flown into Ecuador. They're being flown into Peru. They're being flown into uh, Venezuela. And then they're being shipped by boat up to, to Mexico and then trucked up to the border. That, to me, sounds like a very highly established logistical plan to move forces into our country. That, to me, is way more important than who the Antichrist is. That's all noise, and it's been spreading like wildfire. Just like I'm looking at a picture right now that Tory Says published about um, Elon's plan, Secret Master Plan Part 3, about his Tesla power grid. I told you this motherfucker... This guy is, people think he's, you know, the savior of free speech. I don't think that. I think this son of a bitch is, I think he is funded by China, funded by the elite to distract people so that they can continue to build the grid that they need in order to consolidate control. Remember, they want to implement a, a social scoring system, and this guy's heavily funded by China. Who do you think has the most to gain by this kind of power grid? Musk is not what you think he is. He never was, and he never will be. And every time they roll something else out about this guy, 
It never is, never turns out to be a good thing for the American people. Guy's a snake oil salesman. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a bitter ex-military guy with a strong distrust of large bureaucratic organizations. At the end of the day, what you're seeing though right now is a well-choreographed and timed military operation to destroy the U.S. in total. And it's happening real time. And you're seeing people that are blissfully unaware. It is amazing to me how many people have said, well, I just want to hear good news. Let me know how that works out for you when you're starving, dumbass. But that literally is where most of our population is sitting right now, blissfully unaware. When this is all said and done, and we go through this, I'm telling you, we're going to come out a better country. It's going to suck for a while, but we're going to come out a better country stronger and better than ever. We are the chosen light on the planet. They will not extinguish this light, no matter what they try. Remember that when things get dark, you get desperate, you get get scared. Remember that. That's that's the only thing they got in town now is fear. And no matter how things develop over the next few weeks, don't be scared. Nothing to be scared of. American people, when they stand together, and they will stand together, you'll see a different world and different country. A lot of things have to change between now and then. But I have faith in the American people. I know people don't. It is what it is. I got it. So I'm going to stick tonight with the hair bands. This one is uh, Slaughter, and it's called Flight of the Angels. It's a ballad, man. I was going to play the Ballad of Jade by L.A. Guns, but that uh, I think that's been overplayed. I may still play it, but you know, I was thinking Guns and Roses or Def Leppard or Scorpions. You know, there's so many bands from the from the '80s and '90s that were that just epic, but uh, these guys. These guys didn't have a huge following. I got turned on to them um, late 80s. And uh, yeah, they have some good songs. They have some bad songs. It's like, you know, I grew up with uh, with Chris Cornell. And his mom and my mom were really good friends forever and ever. And uh, still are. And um, he was into rock way back when. And he, he used to hang out. Um, in the U district, uh, back in the early nineties, eighties and nineties. And, uh, he, you know, hung out with, with, uh, Eddie Vedder and the guys of Pearl Jam, he hung out with uh, Alice in Chains. Um, they wrote the song temple of the dog. They did the whole album for Andy Wood died of a drug overdose. There's, there's a whole eclectic movement in Seattle back then, but Seattle also was a, a good place for hair bands and, you know, I'd play some of Sammy Hagar's stuff because I was a I was a Sammy Hagar fan way back when, because um, I thought some of his stuff was pretty eclectic too. He's got an interesting catalog more than some of the others, but uh, anyway, when things look dark, don't stress out, don't be scared, just accept the situation you're in, and start making decisions. People around you will do the same, and you'll find people that will not only support you but they'll be. They'll be right next to you because 
when push comes to shove, people love this country. They don't care who they are. They can talk a lot of shit, but we're the light. Remember that. So here's Slaughter, fly to the angels. God bless one team, one fight. Yeah. 